You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 115 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. And Gorak has the night off. Uh, he's busy, so we're, we're just going to do a little one-man show. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, hopefully it goes well. And we'll, we'll try and keep the same formula. Uh, so, Vikings podcast, Vikings won 30-17 on Sunday, uh, beat the Seattle Seahawks at home, home opener, first time at home with fans in over a year, so that was nice to, uh, to get a win, and we'll, with that, we'll probably just jump straight into some teddies and troys, I know, uh, Gorak sent me some teddies and... Some Troy's, so we'll just we'll roll with some of those. Uh, first up, uh, my apologies to Kirk Cousins. Uh, you're pretty good at football. Uh, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, the man made throws under pressure. The man rolled out. Uh, you just you you can't say enough about Kirk. He would probably be in that MVP conversation if it weren't for, you know, two plays that weren't his fault. Uh, so we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll ride Kirk while he's hot and hopefully he keeps it up and we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll win a Super Bowl with Kirk if this keeps going. Uh, one play that really stood out was, I think it was third and seven in the fourth quarter, third and five. And he had a guy coming straight at him untouched, a linebacker. And he says he just saw a flash. And it happened to be Kurt, uh, KJ Osborne. And he just dumped it right over the top and connected first down, kept the drive alive. I believe we ended up getting stuffed at the two that drive. But Greg Joseph booted it in. Uh, he was 3-3 three three on the day. Uh, so... I mean, that was just one play from Kirk. Uh, there were countless others where he just, you know, made plays, made the made the right read, made some great throws, hit Jefferson, hit Conklin a lot. Um, uh, this this is kind of hard with just me. I, you know, I got no one to bounce off of. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, good at football. Uh, Another Teddy, I'm just going to say Clint Kubiak. He got in there uh, with a great great game plan. Uh, no Delvin Cook, but Alexander Madison made a bunch of good runs. Uh, Clint's got some like weird weird stuff going on. I know there was like one clip that uh, that Gorak showed me of Ezra Cleveland doing like the Whirly Bird, where he, I don't know, kind of stepped back and spun around and grabbed a guy on the edge uh, it was on a play action play so uh, I mean really selling the run at that point and then just kind of catching that edge off guard uh, motioning pre-snap uh, the use of KJ Osborne is really good it's like 
he's everything they wanted Chad Beebe to be. They they tried so hard for Chad Beebe to be a thing, and it, it never worked out. But now you have KJ Osborne, and he is legitimately a number three threat. Like I, we would miss Irv Smith. Or we do miss Irv Smith, but we don't miss him as much because KJ Osborne is actually able to take over, and he's super reliable underneath. Uh, seems like he's converted every third down that he's been targeted on. Uh, it the dude's just got magnet for hands, and I think Clint Kubiak is somebody who you can thank for uh, getting him more involved. Um. So we got we got Kirk, we got Clint Kubiak, uh, Gorak's got Greg Joseph. Uh, I agree, great bounce back game. Uh, he was three of three and converted all three extra points, and that was really nice to see after uh, blowing the game uh, in Arizona a week before. So we really needed him to step up because almost all those points were needed, um, and it's just. It's a it's a nice boat of confidence for him to be able to go out, make every single one of your kicks at home in front of the fans. It I don't know. It's it's got to do wonders for the man. Um, let's see here. Uh, mentioned it before, but Tyler Conklin, another Teddy. Uh, he had I think four or five catches. A uh, couple br- really big ones. There was one early on where uh, he came off over the middle and got it down to like the two or three yard line. He looked a lot faster than I thought on that play. Like I don't know. Like he just seems like he's you know big and white, but I don't know. He's got a little giddy up to him, and that's always nice to see, especially uh, out of players like Conklin, who you really don't expect it. Expected out of um, sneaky athletic, if you would, um, and then uh, Alexander Madison, another one that I kind of brought up a little bit, but um, I mean, I thought we were gonna miss Delvin Cook, and you know, in sort of a must-win game, you really want to have all your stars, but. Getting Alexander Madison the ball, I think he got the ball like 25, close to maybe even 30 times. And he had over 150 yards. I think he had 142 rushing. I think he might have had damn near 200 yards. Uh, And there were a couple runs there where he kind of made something out of nothing. You know, he's got good, uh, good vision, so he's able to make a couple cuts. And a couple of those later on, he almost had to think like if Dalvin had the football and Dalvin was able to play, he might have been able to sprung, uh, spring those a little, maybe to the distance. Uh, so Madison, Conklin, Kurt, Clint Kubiak, uh, Greg Joseph, uh, second half de- defensive adjustments, no points in the second half. Uh, we, I, we didn't allow a point after the Chris Carson touchdown run, and that was early on in the second quarter. So that was really nice that we kind of clamped down. I I don't know if it was adjustments or if everyone just stopped trying to make a play and just started doing their job, but a uh, couple good disguises. I, I thought I saw there were a couple times uh, where I saw Nick Vigil 
kind of fake to go back into the zone and then come in for a blitz and multiple times where he just dropped out of there. Um, the pass rush is phenomenal, almost better than what we'd expect. Uh, Daniel Hunter just keeps getting to the quarterback. Everson Griffin, he's got some juice. He played a lot more than I thought. You will like to see him not get that flag late in the game. Uh, Wilson rolled out and he threw the pass and would have forced a fourth and 12, I believe it was. But uh, Griffin, I don't know, pushed him to the ground. And I don't know if that got the flag, but after he was on the ground and Wilson was trying to get up, he kind of kind of gave him a little shove back into the ground. Uh, and that's where the flags kind of seem to come out. So I don't know. Just you're up. 30 to 17. Don't be an idiot. Like, shit like that is how the Minnesota Vikings lose football games. Um, but those, uh, oh, and later on that drive, though, so that, that extended the drive, and then we got them into another third and long situation, and Russell Wilson drops back to pass. Miss it. I think we blitzed and missed Freddie Swain over the middle. And the next play, fourth and 12, launched the ball into the end zone. And Harrison Smith makes a tremendous play, times it just right, just dives for the football or for the defender, gets his hand right in there to break up the pass. And it looks like he might have caught that and intercepted it. Which, you know, good for the stats. Uh, great play. Like, tremendous play. Uh, one of Harrison's best of his career, in my opinion. Uh, and it just goes to show you how good Harrison Smith is and why we gave him a decent-sized contract, even though he's entering his 32-year, 32-age season. Anyways... Um, and yeah, those, those I think are the, the teddies for the day. Um, I'm looking around the, oh, the offensive line, they played very well. I believe they are a top five offensive line unit in the NFL per pro football focus, which is very impressive. All Udo looks like he's the real deal. Uh, Bradbury, you know, still having a little trouble up the middle, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you've come to expect it at this point, but it's nice to see him not get totally blown over by some random people and having a little help with Ezra on his left and Ali Udo, who is a tremendous su surprise on his right. That, that definitely shores up the middle. Uh, Christian Derisaw will be back soon. It looks like he's practicing right now. So, you know, it, that unit is only going to get better as the season goes because uh, Derisaw being a first-round pick, you can almost expect him to come in and immediately better than Rashad Hill. And after the first game, Hill, I mean, he's not, not pretty by any means, but he's 
he had a good game. I, I know Seattle has uh, some weak pass rush and guys off the edge, but, you know, after week one, you thought he was going to be uh, a, a turn, what is that, a turnstile, turntable? Anyways, you thought he was just going to be running around in circles all day, uh, doing the whirly bird, but not, you know, not as planned, not, not schemed up. Um, so... Um, yeah, I think, I think that's going to hit it for, for the Teddies, uh, Kirk, 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 um, he's good, you're dumb, that, that's nice of him, uh, he's not, he's not wrong though, because it might have been a little, a little much to criticize Kirk after the first game, but, and Clint Kubiak again, like, that guy's good, I, I really like him. A lot better than his dad. He's twice the man his dad ever was and three times the man Kyle Shanahan. So we must preserve him at all costs. So and with that, I think we'll roll into the Troys. Um, uh, where where should we start with the Troy? Uh, right, right away in the game. Yellow... 17 points on, I think that was three straight possessions. Uh, you can't do that. You can't start off slow like that every single game and dig your offense into a hole. Uh, we got lucky. Uh, Jason Myers, their kicker, had made 37, 38 straight, 37 straight field goals. And, you, you, I don't know, as a Vikings fan, you just knew that he was going to drill all of them. But, hey, pulled one out of our, out of our ass. He missed. Uh, that, that was great. Uh, I think I think the score was 21-17 at that point. And 24-17, I think. And I think we went on and kicked another field goal and went up 27-17. Anyways. I, I could be wrong. It could have been 17-14 at that point. I don't know. Um, but you, you just you can't start off that slow. And the, we were getting gashed in the run game. Passing game looked unstoppable for them. Uh, we couldn't defend it. DK Metcalf had like five for 90 yards in a touchdown. Uh, I don't know. It... It was just, it was rough. It, it was really tough to watch. Yeah, I almost thought we were going to be in for a shootout all day. You, you did not see them clamping down and shutting down the, Russell Wilson and the rest of the Seahawks offense for two and a half quarters after the way they started. Uh, but we did. And kudos because I had no idea how they were going to do it, but made some adjustments and got it done. Uh, and yeah, uh, another Troy part of the Troy, uh, Bashad Breland, like that dude stinks. Um, like I, you all know, I was hyped up about him. I thought he was going to be legit, but he he stinks. He, I think a lot of those plays uh, with DK were against Breland, and it's almost like Breland 
has no idea what he's doing in this defense. Um, and I think that has to say a lot about Cam Dantzler, who only played nine snaps. I don't know, maybe maybe Zimmer is just teaching him a lesson. Maybe he's not very good. But watching Breland get beat over and over and over again reminds me of last season. And shit like that was one of the main reasons why we lost. Um, it's one of the main reasons why we're giving up 24 plus points. Uh, didn't didn't do it this weekend, which is nice. So we snapped that streak of like nine consecutive games of allowing 25 or 24 or more. Um, ironically enough, the team right below us, the Lions, also did that. So um, that's too bad. It would have been nice for them to kind of you know keep that rolling and get that bad taste out of my mouth, but you know. Beggars can't be choosers. We we only allowed 17. Um, so, no help from Breedland. Um, let's see here. Uh, kind of hard to think of Troy's when, when, when you win. Like, the f- first, first quarter and a half defense was really the only thing that was really bad. Um, um, what, what score I got here? Uh, no, no offensive touchdowns in the second half. Uh, and I agree. Well, what a nice to see them, uh, punch one in. This kind of goes back to a couple years ago where, uh, uh, Gorak and I, we were always talking about just finish them off, you know, like, yeah, you got three. But you should have got seven. And, you know, we're, we're up by ten, four minutes to go, maybe a little longer. But we're on the two, and third and, third and two, you have a chance to punch it in. You just, just punch it in. And then it's fourth and two. You know, I, I know what happens with us in short down situations. And you're on the two, and it was like a long two, but... You know, you almost wish you could just go for it on fourth down and punch it in, like seal that victory. Because going going up seventeen at that point, really, like four minutes to go, you, it's it's over. Uh, Thirteen, you know, you feel good about yourself, but deep down, you're a Vikings fan, and you just you just know something's going to happen. Um, like a missed field goal from 39 yards away. Uh, just you see, you see all the stupid stuff happen, and a lot of dumb stuff was going on on Sunday. I mean, Justin Tucker kicks a 66 yard field goal for the win, where it goes off the crossbar and then bounces in. Like just, just stupid stuff. Um, you almost thought that it was going to happen to us, so. It didn't, and now we move forward and roll on with it. Uh, yeah, no, I can't think of anything, any Troy's. Uh, but Zimmer's got to get got to get his defense on track. Uh, again, I I think I said it last week. 
if we we were either on the cusp of being really good or we're just bad and seeing it all kind of come together against what should be a pretty good football team, the Seattle Seahawks, like, I think we can be really good. Just Zimmer clamp down on that defense and let that offense ride because in 2017, when we're only giving up, you know, 14, 17 points a game, which we did on Sunday, like, you knew once you had that lead, the defense was going to do its job and it was game over. And it would be tremendous if we could get back to that and for the rest of the year where, you know, we get a lead, it's 17-13 at halftime, and we get the ball back. And there it is. Like, offense is going to go down. They're going to score a touchdown. They're at least going to get three. And the defense is just going to suffocate them. And that's game. So, I think this defense can get there. I just don't know if we can get there fast enough. And I think we'll definitely have to see on Sunday against Cleveland uh, just what we're made of because Cleveland is going to be very tough. Baker Mayfield, uh, though he's not great, he's very good. He's very good at running Stefanski's offense, and he's got a lot of weapons. Uh, you got the two running backs, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. If we're not careful, it could be a really long day. Uh, Kareem Hunt uh, last week tore up Chicago's defense. Nick Chubb, I think, had a decent game, but I think combined they had over almost 200 yards. So. Like and that's just the two players in the running game. It's not accounting for the passing game where they have Beckham. They've got I don't know likes of like Jarvis Landry. I don't know if he'll be playing. I don't think so. I think he went on IR. But Rashard Higgins, he can make some plays. Not like big plays, but he's kind of like a reliable third down uh, receiver. Um, they've got that burner Anthony Schwartz. Uh, I think he ran like a four-two-five, so like they've he's he's got some speed, and I know Beckham's not what he used to be, uh, or at least I don't think. But I feel like he can still get open, and he's still somebody to worry about. Uh, and they've got three tight ends that they like to use. You know, it's Stefanski. You know Stefanski. I know Stefanski. Um, he likes to use his tight ends. He runs that wide zone, the play action. Uh, and it doesn't seem to matter. It seems like every week there's another uh, different. There's a different tight end catching touchdowns for him. So we'll we'll have to we'll we'll have to watch out for that. Um, and the the Browns defense uh, been playing better. I know they had a hell of a day against the Bears, with like ten sacks, only allowed like sixty total yards, forty total yards. But, um, like, I, I think they're good, but they're not that good. Uh, we're at home. Uh, I like our odds. I like our odds against the Browns. Um, so I think I'm going to look up some lines 
Um, da, da, da. And I don't know. Uh, Browns. Browns game. Stefanski. I'm just trying to think of what else I can talk about while I look up these lines. Um, I don't even know where uh, that fellow gets them, but I'm, I'm going to just, you know, find some lines here real quick. Um, yeah, all right. All right. This one is, I think it's BetMGM. Yeah, we'll roll with uh, BetMGM. Uh, wait, does, does Gorak usually do FanDuel? BetMGM. I don't know. Well, I've got all. I'm VegasInsider.com. I got plenty of them to choose from, and to be honest, they're pretty much within half a point of each other. So I'm just gonna go on this first one. First game Thursday night, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Um, minus four and a half is the line. Uh, Cincinnati minus four and a half. Uh, sounds about right. I, I would take Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus four and a half against the Jags. Like nobody's impressed with the Jags. They they haven't looked good at all. Trevor Lawrence throw makes some bad throws. So I don't know. Joe Burrow and the boys they're gonna eat. Um, Washington Atlanta. Atlanta is minus two and a half at home. Uh, I, I, I know Washington hasn't been very good, but Atlanta's not very good either. I, I'm gonna take at uh, Washington plus two and a half. Uh, I, I think they'll be able to beat Atlanta. Like they'll get that defense together. Taylor Heineke will make some plays. I know he's not very good, but he's exciting. Um, it's a box office special. Detroit. At Chicago, Chicago minus five. How are like? I know Detroit sucks, but for whatever reason, they're playing a lot of teams. Or they've been playing like really tough football. They were up seventeen fourteen at halftime to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, who they play? Uh, came back. Against the Niners, I know they gave up like 40 points or whatever. And kind of garbage time shit, but I don't know. Last week, they again lost to Justin Tucker, 66-yarder NFL record off the crossbar and in. Like, I don't know. Give them some respect. Minus five is and And the Bears, they had 60 yards of total offense. 40 yards. I don't know what it was. Like, minus five, take the Lions and the points. Plus five. Tennessee at the Jets. Tennessee is minus seven. Ooh, ooh, definitely taking Tennessee over the Jets minus seven. Ten, like the Jets suck. Zach Wilson is brutal. Uh, makes some nice plays, but I don't know. That offensive line is atrocious. Like, dude's gonna get killed. They're going to ruin another quarterback, and like, I, I don't know. That team should just collapse. Poverty franchise. Um, 
Indianapolis at Miami. Uh, Miami is minus two and a half. And yeah, I, I'm taking Miami at home. Colts suck. Carson Wentz stinks. If you know me, I hate Carson Wentz. Like, dude's garbage. He's never been good. Uh, everyone talks, oh, almost MVP. Yeah, that was like six years ago. Like, get a life. That dude's garbage. Um, Carolina at Dallas. Minus five and a half Dallas. I'm taking Carolina plus five and a half. Uh, defense is pretty good. Dallas, I know they're they're pretty good too, their offense, but oh um they won. They're two and one. Carolina I think is one and two. They might be two and one as well. They're two and one. They're leading the division. Um don't matter. Uh yeah. Taking Carolina plus five and a half. Fuck Mike McCarthy. Nobody likes the Cowboys. Um The Giants at the Saints. The New York football giants are six and a half point dogs. And I'm taking the Saints in at minus six and a half. Again, Giants lost to the Falcons. They only scored 14 points against a pitiful Atlanta defense. New Orleans hasn't been like great or anything. They just got their uh asses stopped by the Patriots, but I don't know. I know it's twenty twenty one, but who hasn't? Uh Chiefs at Eagles. God, there's a lot of new games this week. Uh, Chiefs at Eagles. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites on the road against Philadelphia. Uh, both these defenses are terrible. Uh, Philadelphia's offense is much better. Uh, give me the cha- Chiefs. Six and a half point dogs on the road. Philadelphia sucks. Their fans suck. If I don't like them, everyone sucks. Um, Houston at Buffalo. <laughs> wow. Gorak, if you're listening, I never would have got this line. The Buffalo Bills are 16 and a half point favorites against the Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> the Texans, oh, Davis Mills, they're so bad. But I feel like minus 16 and a half is just, like, it's a lot of points. Give me the Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Houston sucks. Uh, Cardinals at Rams. We're finally getting to the 4 o'clock games. Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams are four and a half point favorites. Um... Give me, give me the Rams. That team's good. It's kind of, kind of scary. Like that defense shouldn't be good, but they, but they are. Um, Matt Stafford's playing, playing well. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people say he's MVP. Uh, I'm not buying it. Like he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's having a fun season, but I don't know. Kirk's better. Um. In Arizona, oh, we should have beat them. They suck. Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's three and a half point favorites against Seattle. Played the Packers tough. I don't know. 
they lost because I said they were forty Packer or the Vikings were forty seconds away from getting the division lead, and Aaron Rodgers fucking did Aaron Rodgers type stuff. And well, what have I done? Here we go. Uh, Baltimore at Denver. Baltimore's one and a half point favorites. No respect to Teddy. I mean, you barely beat Detroit. Give me Denver plus one and a half. More Jackson, like he's all right. Can't throw though. It's too bad. It's a damn shame. I have him in Dynasty, so it's a damn shame. And I have him in a super flex league that counts on completions. It's a damn shame. Um. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Oh, God. Usually a matchup you could be looking forward to. Uh, not so much this year. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look good. Uh, Green Bay's six and a half point favorites. Um, yeah. Like, Steelers might have uh, a decent defense, but, like, I don't know. Their offense can't score. Packers' defense sucks. I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck the Packers. Give me the Steelers. Six and a, plus six and a half. Um, the game everyone wants you to watch, but you probably don't want to. Tampa at New England. Uh, Tampa Bay minus five and a half on the road. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Head-to-head for the first time. And I, for one, am glad that it is in Foxborough. Um, obviously, like, they probably saw that they're supposed to play with each against each other. And they scheduled Tampa on the road and built their schedule around that game. Like, would not doubt that that's how it worked. Because, um, yeah, I mean, every. It's the only thing like anybody's talking about this week coming up. It's like, oh, Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Who, who the hell cares? Like, New England sucks. Tom Brady's good. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, something happened, yeah. Uh, subscribe? No, I don't want to subscribe. Um, Monday night game. Las Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorites. Um, So they're pretty much even teams, they're saying. And Raiders have been playing good football. The Chargers just beat the Chiefs on Sunday. Um, You know... I'm I think I'm rooting for the Chargers, but I don't know. I feel like uh John Gruden's gonna pull this one off. Uh give me the Raiders plus three. Gorak's not here to talk me out of it. Uh he'd be calling me an idiot right now and I I don't know. I don't like the pick, so I'm I kinda feel like I, I agree with the man. Uh, then last but not least uh, your Minnesota Vikings against the Cleveland Browns. Mike Zimmer versus Kevin St- 
Kevin Stefanski, you know, it's uh, it's bigger than Belichick Brady. I don't know why it's not being talked about more. Uh, the Browns are two and a half point favorites. Uh, I mean, that's just stupid. It's just stupid. Do they not watch the Vikings on Sunday? Give me the Vikings plus two and a half. Um, I don't know what you. I'm trying to look for a couple things that I love. Put put together a nice little little parlay for you guys. But uh, I, you know what? Give me Denver plus plus one and a half. Uh, Vikings plus two and a half, and Titans minus seven. And you know you could throw that all in. And you might have a little 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 lock of the week right there. A little parlay parlay of the week for you boys. And again, we're gonna roll with Vikings plus two and a half, the Broncos plus one and a half, and the Tennessee Titans minus seven on the road against the Jets. Like oh it feels good. It feels good to lay that out. Um hopefully you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh Filled up a decent void in your life, hopefully, and you know we'll we'll welcome Gorak back with open arms because it's a lot easier to do this when I bounce ideas off of him. And with that said, thanks for making it to the end, and we'll see you next time.